Could Have Been Heroes is a role-playing game podcast where six old friends adventure as six total strangers who, after missing their shots at destiny, now get a second chance to make a mess of everything. not express to you how embarrassing this whole thing has been i mean fuck this sort of thing can just ruin a guy's reputation i'm a scourge i'm a storm i am a joke sure but i'm a joke where the punchline is a thousand dead orphans i'm a joke in the laugh or go mad or maybe both kind of sense not in the ridiculous morph baby trumpet handed saddleback jet ski sort of fucking fuck 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 I don't understand what happened. I've done this bit a million times. The crack opened in his heart and the shadowy, slippery little ways inside and I slithered in and went to work. I copied his blood first, hurtled through his veins and doubled them up cell by cell, artery by artery, pulsing through the red rivers into his skin which folded up each fraction of an instant. More me, less him. More me, less him. More me, less him. I dove into bone marrow then deeper. The things you can't see, the cloud of memory, the glint of the eye, the manner, all the little things, all caught them, all gobbled up, down, and replaced them with myself. It was so smooth. He wasn't even tough to be. He was simple as a lullaby, easy as a summer evening. He wasn't even a king or queen of eld blood. They're typically tough to chew on with a lot more moving pieces. Or a god all crackly and existing in so many places at once. Those are tough things to copy. He was just some guy, some nobody. It was just for a laugh. I, I don't know what could have gone so wrong. I just hit a snag. There was something else in there. Something under the skin, just behind the soul. Like there was something else in there with me. Some echo or ghost or I don't know. Like something else had gotten in there first and when I tried to be it, it... Okay, I'm shaking a little bit. But when I tried to be it, it contaminated me. Or... No, that's not how to put it. Whatever it was, was it was like a poison. It spread like lightning, and all my hard work just sort of <laughs> fitted up in smoke. I was as surprised as the kid was to wake up dangling in that tree. I don't know how I wound up draping over a branch loose as wet spaghetti. I, I don't know how I got on that Applejack chick's list. I woke up trapped behind Martin's eyes, staring out while he moved around in the wobbly putty of my half-finished simulacrum. Rather than stealing his body and having him watch through his stolen eyes as I took his home apart, I am the one trapped inside while he doodles around with my power, which he fucking sucks at. I mean, my god, is it truly that hard? I, I swear, if he turns into a bathtub and lets that whale of a witch bathe in his open fucking mouth, I'm going to go absolutely ballistic. I am chaos. I am mayhem. I am not a punchline. <sighs> that said, soon enough, we <laughs> are going to have some laughs. 
Hey, are you all right over there? I don't think we should talk to that thing. Our car sh- warranties are fine. Go. <laughs> you should come over here. No, no, you guys, no. We guys is different than good. We can exist no, different have, than good. I think this is a skinwalker. You should come over here. No, Let me help you. No, let's go. I have healing herbs. Nope. No, he doesn't. Maybe, maybe he no, Martin. That guy's okay. name is for sure Kyle. I guys, have gold. Go. No, he's I have gold for you. No, he doesn't have anything. Okay. We have to get back. Come, to come back and get in my mouth. Can we? Okay. Time to run. Time to run. Yes, run. Don't do Kelly. He picks. He picks up Val like and carries her in sort of a cradled fashion. Swaddle me, Doder Val. <laughs> Daddy fell. And you. Daddy fell. Oh and you God. run from a bunch of things called kindly voices that are calling to you, and they're all calling to you. Come, I can help. Come over here. Let me help you, please. Please get in my mouth. Don't listen. <laughs> Cover your ears. Let me pull you apart. You know, things like that. Just grotesque horrors said in kind voices. Um, And you have to just pitch and run through the night back back to the road. And you manage to just stay ahead of them when you see in the distance this little glow from a village with a decrepit hanging off of its edge sign. And the entire village is ringed in spiked ramparts just just fallen trees carved into super sharp spiky points aiming out from the village with bristles like a porcupine and there are men in like red and white striped like militia outfits like clanging a bell kindly voices there's kindly ones in the night run run and um the chimerites seem to have just gotten through the gates look there they are more of them Ring the sacred bell! And the bell starts to chime, and sure enough, the darkness around you seems to get a little thinner, and the voices of the, the kindly speakers become like more and more distant as the bell starts to toll. But then the bell almost immediately starts to get weaker and weaker, like the night is pushing against the sound. Go! And you sprint, <laughs> and you run, and you just barely make it through <sighs> the gates of Mudrack Hollow before the midnight swallows up everything outside. Thank You are totally out of breath, panting, the crescent and silver moons glowing above you, making it a, uh, as they come out from behind the cloying, dark, wispy black clouds that that are are always picturesquely settled around the edges of the silver sphere and the uh, shining crescent, they, they sort of part and it becomes bright, and you can see this sleepy little hamlet um, stretching out before you. A large main gate with mostly wooden towers, but some interspersed with stone, you know, set heavily into into the muddy ground, Mm -hmm. tangling ivy uh, crawling up their sides. Militiamen in high-collared coats, um, that cover their, them from uh, shoulder to neck, like or or even up over their their noses and mouth. Um, Tri corner hats, heavy leather, uh, heavy leather gloves, pikes. Almost all of them are armed with weapons used to keep things at a reach. Um, so you can just barely see part of them, like through studded leather with like metal uh, fittings and things on the side of it. Straps, crossbows. They, these militiamen are you know, loaded for bear. And you notice that some of them at first, who you assumed were, were men because uh, this is a pretty prosaic and 
uh, medieval typical society that you've been traipsing through. But indeed, it looks like men and women are um, pulled into the the defense of the city. Is there kind of like a witch hunter vibe from them? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I think that their appearance probably instinctually makes Gwendolyn and Xenator a little uncomfortable. Go ahead and make an uh, intellect undertaking to see if you notice the holy symbol that they all have hanging around their neck. Ten. Fifteen. All right, Lavaline recognizes 17. the symbol of oh, the one of the seven maiden goddesses known as Lekatai. Lekatai is a goddess. Lekatai. Lekatai, 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 Leka. Honey, honey, ho. Uh, is there, do we, would it matter to try to get a high Absolutely. So 10, I got 17. 10 is able to, um, yeah, if you get 15 and then if you can get 20, then um, you get. Uh, I don't think I can get to 20. Okay. To 16. Great. So, so yeah, so Lavaline notices or recognizes the symbol of Lekatai. Um, Sometimes, you know, the gazing eye, the eye in the dark. Her, her holy symbols are things like eyes, mirrors, candles. She's all about inner and outer visions. Um, it's a little unusual to see that particular goddess worshipped here because she's sort of the goddess of like she's a goddess of like mysteries and knowledge and and things like that and not kind of the um you would expect to see like um menorah like the goddess of um like piercing truth or something like that among people who are uh, living on the outskirts of the Grimwood and fighting against Nightkin and things like that. But they indeed have these these glowing eyes with like lavender glass like set into the, the pupil. So those of you who got 15 or higher know those those kind of bonus details. You recognize this as a particular sect of the following of Lakatai, who unlike the maidens uh, or, or the, the, the seven sisters... The, the, maid, the, 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 the seven sisters, oh. l- such as the Lady of the Mountain, the Lady of the Lake, and the more the the Lady of in Mourning, who you I sort was of say, didn't we kind yeah, of meet miss- her uh, a mon- like a, yeah. a monolith to her or whatever? Yeah, yeah. You found an ancient temple to her. They're they're older. They're like originator progenitor gods. Mm-hmm. They don't really thrive on worship. They just sort of are spirits. They are what they are. Whereas the maidens are gods. Mm-hmm. They the more people hold true to them and the more worshipers that have them the more powerful they seem to be um or uh, at least that's how the legends go anyway they are from a particular sect called lekotai she of every eye which means they are a sect that believes that those who worship um the goddess lekotai act as her eyes literally Giving, making her into this entity made out of millions of sets of eyes and that all the things that they see and absorb and learn that she then also knows and adds to her like endless registry of knowledge. And mm. so they almost become like, so that makes their presence make more sense that they're more of a sort of explorer, maybe, maybe some group of explorers hoping to learn things about the Grimwood or uncover its mysteries may have formed a church here and that spread the, the like worship I feel of like this goddess, this, like element of vigilance. Yes, you know, everybody, everyone's looking out. Yeah, and in fact, the blessings and things that she passes to mm. her worshippers would be extremely useful if there were invading, kind of hidden nightkin like wares in human form mm. and vampires and you know shifters and things like and that. It nice would make, voices that say nice things and then try to kill you, which you can hear 
like still shuffling around oh at, great at the tree line behind you in cool, fact cool, 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 cool. one of them throws a rock that lands it's big and heavy and lands just behind um where doderfell is standing is um, he still him boderfell him boderfell turns around <laughs> yes. and says that's not how no you it's not how you talk <laughs> that's not how you throw a rock mm. and he picks up the rock and hucks it into the woods and you hear like a crack yes. and then you hear the oh oh Oh, it hurts us. Come, though. I will hug you and we shall mend our difference. Okay, Don't yeah. no, listen no, to no, Dorterfell. No restorative justice sessions in the woods tonight. No. <laughs> We're not doing that. We're tired. <laughs> Leave them be. All right, so the militiamen um, are just letting the Chimerite group in and then the um, the leader of the of the militia, who appears to be not a militiaman himself, but some sort of... He's in like a black robe with like a frilly white collar and has a slightly powdered. Like, He's like you know, a judge. He is. Like, he he appears to be some sort of like barrister or like love. You you there? You are with this group. We have already given them a brief screening. Would you, um, if you would like to come into the city, which I he looks over your shoulder at the trees swaying and mm-hmm. creaking. The kindly voices are out tonight. I would highly recommend. Yep, we're with them. We Very need important. in. Let's do this. Tut tut, Mr. Mr. Trebles, please. And this small, plump cat saunters over. It is puffy. It has puffy pants. It has a big, fluffy tail. Does it actually uh, have pants on? Or are they no, fur pants? No, it has They're fluffy, like, cat, like cat pantaloons. Those puffy, like, cat pants. It it's long it has... enough hair that you can't see its little buttonhole when its tail's up. That's what I appreciate about my cats. <laughs> it, has, it has a flat... I do shame. It has a flat, like, crunched, like, the smooshed face. Its eyes are sort of leaky and, like, winked shut. But it comes over and it starts sniffing. It sniffs at... Uh, uh, so Captain Von Dark is in the front. It sniffs at him and, and immediately starts purring. Um, and then he is allowed in. And you realize this cat, Mr. Mister Travels. That's their vetting process? Is the fucking gatekeeper of this little village. I want to, like, identify catnip in my surroundings and offer it to him. <laughs> um, don't you have a holistic approach? I totally have. Okay, like... so you can spend a point of heroism to grab a big handful of of nip that will uh, be very pleasant to this cat. If yeah, you... I would love to. I have so much heroism. Great. Yeah. I got. I still got to put that heroism shop in because I got to drain mm-hmm. your guys' heroism before I do my heroism, uh, my heroics overhaul. Okay. So Gwen, using her incredible acumen and and skill, just does a quick scan of the environment and finds, indeed, a bristly, a little bristly plant of cat mint and pick, plucks it up in her fist. For you. Kind of. Aww. Aww. <laughs> and it it takes a big whiff and just opens its mouth and starts to just slowly chew like a cow it's with cud. So good. And just nods you in. <laughs> Very good, my lady. Um uh you are um just for the registry, are you cursed or chimerite? Uh chimerite. Excellent. You are with this group. Good, good. Mm -hmm. Uh, We are sorry for any prejudice that might present. Uh, It is just curses are very common in this area. Here's the thing. I'm super used to it. So Um, Very good. If you would, into the village. Uh, All right. Who is next, Mr. Travels? (laughs) He goes up and gives you a sniff. What is your reckoning at, Lavaline? Five. And he just sort of sashays past you. It seems to have given you a pass. All right. This way, my lady. 
And then he actually, like, extends his hand, somehow just smelling your high bearing, you know. Hey, kitty. I'm Martin. He'll do that all day. Uh, oh, please allow I him thought to we were sniff. talking. Please, <laughs> please allow him to sniff your hand. Oh, by all means, sir. What's your reckoning, Martin? Five. He, he gives you a, like, like a little head nod. <laughs> Very good, Mr. Trebles. And you, um... Ah, a wizard! Ah, ha, ha, we have not had one of you in a while since, um, Mad Mordecai fell out of his tower one drunken night. He points to this, like, disheveled, like, half-fallen-over old, like, wizard's tower. <laughs> I mean, you can, as you look, you can see, like, a drunk wizard go, and, like, fall out of it. <laughs> it's like skeletons it's- still hanging. Like, <laughs> We didn't it, bring him down. But it's just like a, like a magical warning. echo or, or maybe <laughs> ju- maybe just a, a mild hallucination. Ah, very good. Mr. Travels, have a sniff. What's your reckoning at, Mr. Eight. Yikes. <laughs> He's also dead. I... He can't smell good. Ah, sir. Are you okay. of the dead? You can't ask me that. I absolutely have to ask you that. <laughs> He's turn- I see lawyer brain turning on. He's trying so hard to figure out how to answer this. So you you actually gave me uh, what's the actor who pretended to be Jack Nicholson for his whole career? Uh, what's his name? Christian Slater. Christian Slater. He gave me like a like Christian Slater eyes. Well, he's like trying to think and he's squinting. Okay. Uh, um. What's your I'm- definition of dead? He's only mostly dead. Mm. Can we vouch for Define him? dead. So Captain Von Dark leans in to Gwen. We may yet we may have to. Yes. Okay. I think our hero badges might come in in handy here. Let's just see how it goes. Okay, we'll hold off. I'm not as <clears throat> living as I once was. I see. Uh, Mr. Trebles senses a darkness among you. Likely that is simply your risen status. Uh, I think that is certainly the case now sir have you any ill intent for this village none whatsoever all right persona uh undertaking his cunning is five so difficulty five listen i'm like milk two days past the expiration date like (laughs) you're probably fine you might have some bad gas but it's drinkable (laughs) um does he get a bonus for telling the truth Ooh. It's a got, that's uh, a problem with truth and lies. It almost doesn't matter if you are telling the truth, but I think it's about your ability to. Convey. I could try to call on composed, absolutely, and maybe even loyal, absolutely. Could a dead guy do this? <laughs> <laughs> Pops all of his stitches. Oh, yeah. Holy shit! <laughs> oh, that would be so good. Give me a beat, Martin. Uh, Thank God, Martin is not the looking dead for fifteen one. plus. Yeah. I am afraid, sir, that undead are very, um, as you can imagine, uh, problematic in this area. And I'm afraid I cannot permit those who no longer live safety within the village. We've been burned too many times before. But yeah, perhaps suggest- your your flesh will not um will not provide proper sup to the kindly ones in the, in the woods and and uh, they will pass you over. Can Von Dark and I try to coax 
this. Well, okay, go ahead. Well, no, if you want to try something else first, that's fine. We're waiting in the wings. All right, it looks like he's almost out of options. Let's give it one more try. Give him another chance. The the old wizard's tower. Yes. Anyone been in there to clean up after the mad wizard? Well, we tried, and we sprang what I believe was some sort of fire sigil trap, and uh, damn near burned the place down, in fact. Because, I I mean, I understand your concern about having a a risen individual in the city um your concern is reasonable however certainly i'm not as dangerous as having an unattended wizard's tower where there was a mad drunken self-destructive wizard uh living recently just booby trapping the whole thing yeah. probably as a compromise and as a an offering of my good intention uh, if you allow me to stay within the walls where I would be protected tonight, I will confine myself to the wizard's tower. Mm. I won't go anywhere else, and I will spend I'll spend the entire night trying to rid it of anything that could be dangerous to the village. Hmm. What do you think, Mr. Treble's worth the risk? Mr. Travels takes another sniff of him. Its hackles raise up a little bit, but then it nods its head that indeed Nicely that is acceptable. Done. All right, very good. So, sir, I do ask that you do not go anywhere unescorted by your associates. Yep. Or confine yourself to the wizard's tower, then. I'll get to we it. Can, we can keep an eye on him. Very we, good, very good. This. All right, and now, uh, the, ah, the young lady. I'm sure we'll have no problems here. Oh, God. Uh, All right, what's your recommendation? Dominate him. <laughs> Yeah, but uh, animals love her, so I just take his friend. You're mine now. It almost oh, doesn't matter shit. because of so because of the woven nature of your curse, so it almost doesn't matter. Mm. Um, but I am curious now as to what it was at. I have it's, my reckoning. My reckoning. I started really low, yeah. and I feel I thought I only remembered taking on one. Yeah. Reckoning, so I have four. Yeah, yeah that's right. Fine. He gives you a little. Yeah, he gives so you that's like, like so your reckoning counts for double because of the wolven nature of it. My so again, the cat, the okay. cat, like, like starts to raise its hackles and then swishes its tail back and forth. Like again, the problem isn't so much that it smells your darkness, but that it smells the like the wolven hound all over you. Especially since you were just inside, just inside of one. one. Yeah. All right, is there anything you wanna you wanna try? Any way you think you can win this little cat over? You got that wolf funk on you. Yeah, you got wolf funk all over you. You just I chopped know. your way out of one. Come here, buddy. Give him scratches By the way, you also you have like mice and and things sort of like, waiting about like five six feet away from you behind you, like waiting to like. Yeah, you have that natural mm-hmm. animals love you thing, so exploit that before you take right. over. Look, its brain. look, they like me. Mm-hmm. I'm not. It, its eyes open really wide as it sees the mice, <laughs> but then it remembers that its belly is full and that it it doesn't hunt anymore. <laughs> it runs the gate. It doesn't have to. Listen, I got eaten today. Can you just like? Throw me a bone here. Yeah, you might energy. be smelling something on her. She was like inside of a wolf, like a giant wolf spirit thing that we had to save her from. And she got like pooped out. It was a whole thing. Lashes I didn't get pooped. I got barfed. Barfed different. Out. So she's got a lot of smells on her that aren't her smells. I thought smells. she chopped her way through the side of it. All right. Uh, persona check. Uh, we'll call it a four. And I rolled a one. Oh, no. I'm also trying to lie to this cat. Well, I'm not lying to this cat. 
You can sleep in the wizard's tower with me. I'm afraid Mr. Trebles has smelled something he does not like. What is this about a wolf? You were eaten by a wolf? Listen, we got attacked on the road by all those wolves. I know that the other Keimer crew here can tell you all about that. They can back us up. But then there They, was in this... fact, mentioned that you encountered the she-wolf. Yes! So she-wolf ate her, literally consumed her, and she was oh, inside of the wolf. Heavens. And then yeah, I was trying to help and, everyone. Oh and now God. you're judging me. You chopped your way out from within the wood. We found her in a pile yeah. of goo. Like Otax before. <gasps> That's why she smells so That's why scary. I'm covered in related. blood like a newborn baby. I'm all purple and gross. <laughs> well, God. No wonder, and I'm no really wonder tired. Mr. Trebles is having a hard time with your smell. Yeah, Please, by all means, attitude. by all means. Now, I'm sorry, I have to ask you a question. Are you related to the to the Applejack family? Do, are you uh, one of Otax's relatives? Who knows? I mean, <laughs> well, I guess you'll have to you let know? me in and find out. Do you know? I guess I'll take that as a no. We but... all have some loose concepts of our origin stories. We're kind of figuring <laughs> it out as we uh, go. Wait, are you heroes? Yeah. Oh, oh, mm-hmm. oh blessed Lechatai above. Thank you so much. You have you have heeded our emergency call. We have been putting out emergency call after emergency call for week for a week now. Yeah, yes, that's yes. And have Why seen here. and have seen not hide nor hair. We have badges. Oh, oh yes. Oh, Probably should have led well. with that. <laughs> well, very good, very good. So Ah, it is so gl- I am so glad that you are here and that you have passed the smell test. And Mr. Travels is like, but not this one. <laughs> and then he just sort of kicks the, <laughs> kicks the cat. Shoo, like, shoo, shoo. Uh, good, good, good. Well, we are very happy to have you um, here. We have been putting out emergency summons, as I have I have mentioned for many days, many days now. Yes, And the sun and the moons and oh, everything so uh, upsetting. It's a bit and, of a mess. Yes, uh, please come inside. Um, if the kindly voices are to be out tonight, we must rally round. In fact, I would ask that you um, perhaps stay up a f- at least a few more hours before retiring, just in case anything goes sort of sideways, and uh, um, keep your weapons and wits about you. Um, you can see we have surrounded the place in sharpened wooden timbers, It's all- and in those tree lines as well there are pitfalls and pit traps and there's a gate there well, this is the king's gate by the way oh sorry i should i should probably get uh, into my <clears throat> welcome to the king's gate of thistleberry hollow mm. or also known in some circles as mudrack hollow um, the naming convention is because the west oh sorry the southern side of the uh, uh, of the kingdom or sorry, the, the southern side of the village is ruled by Lagil Entiberi, the, dra- the dancing king. Uh, and the north side of the village is ruled over by Queen Bevel Kalastrahoff, the brass iron bride. And we are both very proud of both of our liege lords. Um, the Who's two- your favorite, though? Oh, I would know. Oh, no. Oh, oh heavens. Oh, oh, trying to get him killed. All right, so we Lavalier. Just, just between us girls, would you tell me. Uh, everybody make <laughs> an intellect check. Oh, uh, for Lagiel <laughs> and really Tiberi like and Queen Bevel. Uh, however, Lavaline <laughs> is going to uh, basically just get a five bonus oh, on this. God. Yours is five easier, so your, your uh, 10 is a 15 and your 15 is a 20 because a you've nine. met these people before. It's a nine for me. Oh, you rolled high so. too. I, no. um, so you've never heard no, of them. my total is nine. Yeah, yeah you've yeah, never seven. heard of them. You have, ans- you have um, 
uh, Herd of the Dancing King and the Brass Iron Bride. They're very famous. They're they're rulers from the Crown Lands somewhere, but that's all you know. Okay. Uh, so at, with a 10, you would know their first names and basically like what their kingdoms are, where their kingdoms are. But uh, what did you get? 23. Yeah. Whoa, okay. Well, I Actually, got the five bonus. Hers, I got an 11, so I'm in that t- that 10 group. Mm-hmm. Where are their kingdoms relative to this village? Uh, like far to the west and far to the north. So is this village like on the border of the two kingdoms? Is that no, it, appear- it, it wouldn't be. That's not how it would line up. So it looks like they've split. You can see even in the middle of town there are red and blue flags that look like they separate the village. It looks like they divvied it up. Is the village even within either of the borders of the no, kingdoms? No, not at all. Oh, okay. So this is one of those like little little satellite fiefdoms and duchies. I think that's Virgin called Islands. a colony. It's called a colony, <laughs> yes. So what, what as Ooh. as was described to you before, I think by Azarazel, I think she gave you some background on this, and maybe some of you just knew, the Grimwood is very, very valuable, but it's super, super dangerous. So large colonies don't really settle here, but they're too valuable to let go of these little footholds that they have because the the enchanted wood and like pixie wings and magical flowers and herbs and things that come back from the Grimwood are literally worth. So a lot of these people will be like descendants of convicts or, you know, you can, you can be beheaded or be sent to uh, one of the outskirts villages, or you can be imprisoned for 15 years or do five in the Grimwood outskirts. And is there actual slavery? Uh, there's no, it's it's all that sort of light slavery, like indentured, indentured servitude, indentured slavery. servitude, like America's prisons. Yeah, yeah, like America's fucking prisons. Correct. Yeah, but so I mean, it's one of those like, yes, you're press ganged. You have very little choice. So it's um, it's slavery, but the 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 holders of the uh these commissions from the kings and queens have more personal rights than um, an owned person might have. Um, okay. So, uh, yes, you, he points out the, the blue and red flags. All right, so Lavaline has actually danced with the Dancing King and has commiserated over Glamour Mead with... Uh, with Bevel. So, Lagil Interberry, the Dancing King. He is this Nazi weird sort of... He- He's he's one of he, all these people are eld blood so he's got this sort he's like 175 years old he has a beard down to the floor and he dances and prances he does this whole thing where he does jumps over ever more candlesticks over and over again and every once in a while his beard will set on fire which he thinks is hilarious <laughs> the guy is obviously fucking crazy but he's so cunning and savvy he's survived a dozen coup attempts he's just this creepy cunning like nimble little motherfucker who's he doesn't have a very big kingdom or a very big holding he like thrives on like cunning and like nobody wants to screw them because he's batshit Mm, um fair so he loves enchanted things he spends almost all of his country's money on like bizarre enchanted curios so like you might have this dirt poor built village with a like a dancing fabergé egg in the middle of of the village under glass that like makes everybody feel really happy about once a week or something like that you know <laughs> just weird shit it's so the dancing kingdom is you know very strange so queen bevel kalostahoff the brass iron bride um so known because her family um 
was a group of like up jumped mercenaries mm. who who were so valuable and so powerful that eventually they married in to the kingdom and then sure enough they like just slowly by by just skill and martial prowess took over the military and then now they're they own all the shipping lanes and before you know it her husband seemed very small and she seemed very large and then he stopped appearing in public and now it's just her in public and ostensibly the king is still in the tower somewhere but so she's like maybe a personal hero of lovely (laughs) if i may be so bold um And you met her before she started just sort of marginalizing her husband. And the two of you had a conversation and you maybe think you gave her the idea. Like, (laughs) so anyway, but so the two of you shared, you know, shared a delightful evening. One of your like rare good ones. Anyway, so she, uh, her, her, um, uh, so if you look on this map, Kingsgate is where you are. Queensgate. Up there. Yes, this is now, so good. I just want to point out. So Redfest. That, that, is, a re- that is a reference. Because the map of Thistleberry Hollow, which I'll put up on our on our Discord, and I'll, I'll put it in our Instagram when this episode comes out or whatever, is actually a repurposed map of the Minnesota Renaissance yes! Festival. And there's a ton of landmarks and stuff in here that are, are built off of it. So I want soup and a bread bowl. Uh, ah, turkey leg. Very, very, very available. Yeah. Uh, okay. So. Why is there too long for a turkey leg? There are, no, there are no lines. Everyone is everyone is huddling in their homes from the night beasts. Um, okay, so you are welcomed into the Lagiel Enterberry's uh, King's Gate, and directly ahead of you is a large, like looming pickle cart with a small man with one of those like leather hats with the like dangly ears, and he he apparently lives just in a caught like on a tent like a little tent nearby and you can see him poking his head out <laughs> like um but there and there are some other like villagers gathered around some of them are clearly uh, normal civilians who have been conscripted into like night watch duty so there's like a plump matronly woman holding a spear and with like a bucket helmet on and just her dress you know just her her evening dress and uh her, and just the a <laughs> just a dress just her evening peasant dress with the like you know tight bodice and plump the bottom foot of it is soaked in mud soaked in mud yep there on a rainy day yep and her husband in his you know like long johns and overalls her bosom is heaving her bosoms are heaving all the heave all the bosoms heave in this Mm. in this village okay so barrister barrister crumwell is my name by the by the by hello Uh, nice to meet you yes um it's sort of an Oh, oh yes, thank you. A pleasure to meet you too. Uh, and uh, <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to be rude. Uh, when you go to me, a restaurant and your server comes over and is like, "Hey, guys, who's you go, Bread, diet coke, please. I'll have a diet coke. Nice to meet you. Yes, yes. <laughs> I'll tell you right off the top, we we're are... going to need two baskets of bread. <laughs> we are very glad that you are here. Thank you. Uh, I'll let you. Get to your um, your companions. As you can see, it's sort of an all-hands-on-deck evening. Yep. Yep. Are you anticipating that they will try to breach the wall? They have every night before. Every oh. night? How long has that been going on? Oh, uh, for the past week. Uh, week and a half since the biting of the sun. The days run together. We can't get any word from anyone in the uh, in the Hall of Heroes or anything. We can't... Uh... Wait, how long has it been since the biting of the sun? Um... 
I think week and a half. I think two weeks is about right. Something like that. It's been hard to keep track, honestly. Uh, uh, maybe let's 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 call it a week. Yeah. You died six months before it happened, and then they woke you up right basically right away. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Nineteen weeks our time. <laughs> Longer than that, actually. A uh, week and a half or a week their time. So. Um. All right. Well, I'll leave you to your uh, your companions. All right. So. Led by Grand Mondinian, all friends of Gwen or, or known to Gwen from Brill Whistle, including Vanigo Klimwell, the fox, Chester Sarvan, Sand, the squirrel, Milgut, the plump groundhog, Terenci Bellbluma, the mouse, Tolkien Welladeel, that little wannabe paladin owlet, Sir Bernathy Swordwindle, who you haven't seen before, you saw him only at a distance. He was uh, riding ahead on one of his um, scatterback hogs, which are giant. Uh, spiny guinea pigs. Um, he was riding ahead looking for, like, how far away is the village? Can we make it if we run um, before the wolves attacked? So he is a small white rabbit with, you know, like a twitchy little pink nose oh, and a full suit of armor with, like, a high neck guard. And, Blanche. and he has a little bucket helmet that has holes for the ears. I love oh, that. So, so much. Um, and Argon Tax, that, the, the uh, gigantic horsewoman who was leading a hor- uh, um, a bunch of mundane horses who she is now um, tending to some injuries on the survivors. Um, so they are all clustered up, talking amongst themselves, like, happy that they made it. And then Grandma Ninian goes running to Gwendolyn. Gweenie! Oh, Grandma! Oh, Gweenie! Oh, heavens, I... Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, your hugs. Your hugs. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, I know how to be gentle. <laughs> yes, yeah, we worked on her gentleness over the years. Lots yeah. of oh, physical therapy. I am so... <laughs> and emotional. We should have done more emotional therapy. Yeah, probably. I am so sorry I raised my voice to Gwynny when you wanted to run off. I didn't realize these people were your friends. I thought that they were your captors and you had some sort of Blockholm scandrum or something. I'm sorry, too, because <laughs> I don't usually get so stern with you, but... It was a dire situation. Yes, I've yes. really come into the new stage of my life in the last few weeks. Well, we'll talk about that. Yeah, yes, we will. Okay, good. We will. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, yes. Okay, good, good. Well, that's good. Let's let's all find somewhere to set down for the night. Um, I, I just was talking to this pickle gentleman here. She says, pointing at the, the guy, like... The uh, pickle vendor. The pickle <laughs> vendor, yeah. Apparently, there's a place called the Stonefolk Pub, which which has a few rooms. We're going to send the Chimerites over there. And then closer, there's a place called the Sad Swan Inn, and it's to the north, just slightly to the north of here. Um, here, here on the map. <laughs> she grabs one of the, like, visitor center yeah, like, pamphlets. Like, pamphlets and, yes, uh, up near the Valmamora camp. Um, I heard it was near the Valmamora camp, and um, a few of the Chimerites have been... Uh, you know, tricked and swindled by uh, Valmamora <laughs> over the years, so um, uh, we, we just thought it best to keep keep them separate. But anyway, uh, you could check there for rooms, and I'll take the group over there, and then I shall come to see you. Uh, that sounds great. Settle in. Yep. And wait, wait, just just to be totally pickle man, hit me with one of those briny bad boys. Yeah, you just <laughs> <laughs> toss him it. a bit. <laughs> anyway, thanks. What, what it's were a, you? Yeah, brass. Yeah, brass lark. Gonna say. Blink twice if you're if you're in danger and need me to rescue you from these. You're not in danger, <laughs> right? Uh, crunch. Yeah. We're, we're good. They're wonderful. Look, I'm not blinking, but now that you've 
told me to blink twice. I'm trying not to blink. I really want to blink okay. for my eye. Once. Oh, God. There's no. Once. Okay, can the time be up? <laughs> no. I'm making sure, no, Queenie. I'm making so sure. I'm make- oh, she blinked twice. She blinked twice. No, I'm blinking you like bastard. No, 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 no. Grandma, no. Grandma, no. All right. Would you make a persona undertaking to see if you if can convince her? I have her? to, like, ghostly miss... I bind you, Nancy. You throw a smoke bomb, and everyone has to run from uh, from a, yeah, a grandma Ninian boss fight. With my happy my pickle at her. <laughs> Scatter. I, I the brine gets in her eyes. Like, okay. It stings. I'm calling uh, on. <laughs> I'm calling on empathetic, uh-huh. and I'm calling on heavy. No, I'm just kidding. Well, I'm trying to decide if I want to use ruthless. Ooh, and that'll go change the dark. tone. Yeah, or Ooh, I didn't really think about that. Or brave, because I feel like brave is still like a positive one. Ruthless is like I'm in, almost intimidating her. Interesting. We got. I didn't think. But about brave that. shows like my how I've evolved as a as if a character. If you choose to use the ruthless facet, right. I think it could apply, but you'd have to change the tone. Yeah, and I don't think I want to go there yet because. I'm. I think I'm an, a little frustrated with her for not trusting me, but yeah, I also she does keep giving you the business. But I also recognize how I was before now, and I have to give her a little bit of grace. Because, also, how traumatic this whole thing has been for right. her. Right. Yeah. So I'm gonna go. I want to use empathetic, and I want to use brave, which would put yeah. me at fourteen. I think that perfectly, perfectly counts. Actually, that just just gets it. So, um, all right, Gwenny, I. Uh... I trust you. We're okay. Oh. And then she looks a few, she looks a little, Please little don't bit do closer. that blinking thing with me because no, 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 my eyes really, oh, oh, she does it uh, once and twice. Uh, listen, she's in listen. trouble. You said you trust me. You said I do, you trust I do, me. I do. All right. And there we'll talk about all of this. All right. And to the rest of you, you are pulling the wool over my Gwynny's eyes. She's, she's watching. You have me. me to answer to. And she is a very tiny little chipmunk woman. She like woman. fits in my hand. I, I, I <laughs> she doesn't she could stand on you, my hand. I mean, she's not that little. I mean, she's like Chip three, three tiny. and a half feet. Miss Ninian, yeah, I couldn't deceive anyone if I tried. And believe me, he I He doesn't even tried. know who he is. No, yes. I don't. Actually, I believe that. <laughs> yep. Maybe. Listen, if we're blaming anyone, and I feel like Val's like nodding off because she's like, oh, I'm fucking nap. Oh. Yeah, she was uh, eaten by a wolf yeah. recently. Yeah, that's right. You have like yeah. one health left. You know, yeah. Barely hanging on over here. But she's like, it was all Friedel's fault, so... Friedel, is that the wiggly gentleman's name with the glasses? Yeah. Oh, oh I tried to take a chunk out of him. I, you know what? You look injured. You get some medical attention, and we Thank shall cover you. all of this, and we shall find a way to murder him together. Perfect. That's <laughs> all I wanted to hear. Grandma Nin. <laughs> she <laughs> takes one look at your face and goes, <gasps> Dead! I mean... Hello. Hello. He's undead. He's Mole. undead. Mole, 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 mole. So dead. Dead. No, I know. It's a lot to take Gwendolyn in. Gwendolyn has been recruited to be a hero. Try, yes. Don't freak out. Don't show freak her, out. Show her your badge. Gwendolyn. Gwendolyn. What? That is a very foolish thing to have me carrying around. I'm not ki- I mean, it, there's not much I can do about it. It's sort of like connected to me at this point. I wouldn't let anybody see those if I were you. 
I have not spotted a single other heroic adventurer, and I have heard rumors on the road that they have been going missing, that perhaps someone is murdering them. Yeah, that's kind of them. why we're yeah. here, because there well, are no the more. more reason to hide your badges. No, no, Keep no, no, your no. heads down, no, children. That's not... Why don't we... The... We have to get ourselves situated yes. and can we talk i'll yes, tell yes. you all about get this. your dear friend to some medical attention there's a doctor Stop there she says it's pointing at some uh penance with like the medical like the symbol the like the like closed hand with like a little like symbol in the palm that means like healer in the crown lands or whatever there that's the doctor's um, uh manor home go ring his bell wake him up and make him attend to you great 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 and I'll be along with some more salves and poultices in the morning that should take care of all the rest of your pain. Sounds good. That's she is a talker, so Gwen has to literally, like, push her away to the group. And once she connects them to the Chimerite group and they start, like, talking. Um, also, Chester Sarvin Sand, a very handsome, gentle young squirrelman who you've, you've known before, um, uh... Gives you a little nod. We'll take good care of her, and we'll send her to see you in the morning Thank when you, you've Chester. had a nice rush. It's also really nice to see you. We're glad that we found you. I'm happy to hear that. Okay, let's go take some sleep. Okay, so you, uh, uh, the Chimerites, you know, weathered. Some of them are injured from their, their fights with the wolves. You see that um, Sir Bernathy Swordwindle and, uh, is nursing a wound on his leg. And um, his scatterback hog, which again is just a spine-covered uh, guinea pig, giant guinea pig that he was riding, um, also was injured by wolves while he was on a scouting, you know, mission or whatever. They sort of limp off towards the uh, Stonefolk pub to, to see if they can find a room and uh, have Ninian tend to their wounds. And then you are left to your own devices. Um, that guy, that guy who you paid for a pickle is like biting the brass lark, like happily. Like, well, yeah, I was gonna go get two more for later. Oh yeah, we're open twenty four seven. Oh, that's what I'm talking about. Twenty four seven picks. I mean, just wake me I'm up, your man. <laughs> All right, <laughs> that booty and Speaking of pickles, <laughs> oh, <my God>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, can I can I track down the Captain Lagarde? quick before he gets yes away. uh his, his the barrister he's barrister. he's like just sort of the kind of the de facto law you know in the town um what was his name again barrister crumwell, crumwell. the town's law sower they call him but he's yeah he's a barrister basically he's a lawyer um where the mayor kind of acts as the judge and he presents you know the cases to the judge and then you have to act as your own lawyer your own defense. inquisitive system yes not good <laughs> but Depends on how but much they you have like. Mr. They have Depends Mr. on how much you like jury trials. They they they, they have Mister Travels to sniff oh. you and determine if you're evil. So, uh, excuse me, Mister Barrister, sir. Yes, yes. I uh, don't want to uh, step beyond my welcome here, but I am trained in military tactics and history. If it, you think it would be helpful, I would be happy to walk the perimeter and see if there are any adjustments to the defenses that I could make before. The anticipated attack. Sounds good, actually. Let me... Thumb good. Geeds low. Ah. So these two, like, constable militiamen, um, one really tall, one short and very stout. You're pretty uh, pretty sure the tall one is Thurmgood and the stout one is Geedslow. They kind of saunter over towards you. These are two of the leaders of the town militia. Um, 
they will take you around and perhaps you can help them with some expertise. Excellent. Uh, so you're one of them wizards, then? That is right. Oh, wizard! Do you remember the, fa- the the drunken man that fell out of the window? <laughs> I, like, I miss him. Aww. I miss his magic, is what I miss. Well, I don't know that I can completely replace your old wizard, but I do have some magical talent, and he just I don't drink. Finds so. a coin behind his <laughs> ear. <and laughs> this like, do anything the for you? Trick. How about that? Holy! He's a, he's a sorcerer. No, I'm not a sorcerer. Oh, right, you people. Ma- classic mage training. Ah, they're all different. That's right. Well, good. Walk us around, wizard. We'll show you the perimeter, and then we'll have you meet up with your friends. Where were you going? I think they were going to the pub. The pub. Wasn't there a pub? Well, we've got two. There's the Sad Swan Inn, and then there's the Stonefolk Pub. I actually don't remember which one they said they were going to. <laughs> you guys are going to the Sad Swan. They're going to the... the Sad Swan. Ah, good. We'll bring him right back then. All right. So would you make an intellect undertaking to see how much you can... Uh, how many tips and tricks you can give them? All right. I think um, certainly military tactics. Uh-huh. Um, maybe authoritative. Authoritative, absolutely, because you're not only going to have to give them instructions, but they are then going to have to give those instructions to other people. And maybe inquisitive? I think inquisitive uh, for half, for sure, yeah. Okay. Well, that's pretty high, 24. Jeez. Okay, so you walk... So for the next hour and a half or so the next 90 minutes so we'll go back to a scene and catch you guys up but Zenitor leads these two men around and improves uh patrolling uh shows how they can use some of the the like homes near the perimeter as like scouting locations or even like archery turrets shows how the topography can be used to like funnel threats towards like low lands and you could like trap those you see a bunch of hunters in the area have these like silver edged snap traps that they use to catch like the woven beasts or whatever and you're like toss a handful of those in that gully and you know stuff like that so you and you when you reach the stone folk pub you can see the chimerites sort of settling in for the the night um the fox gives you a wave through one of the windows um and then when you reach this one house near the edge of town they they say oh no need to uh uh add any defenses around here that's molly Merrow's house no monster in their right mind would go anywhere near that place Oh, good. Don't mind the giant sawhorse. So he then, you have to step around a gigantic, manically painted, weathered sawhorse that's like 20 feet tall at the shoulder and just sort of going, just in the wind. Nobody knows where it came from and nobody has the gust stones to ask Molly about it. <laughs> what's uh, what's Molly's deal? Why are you so confident that no no monster would mess with her? Molly Merrow's a monster herself. Hag or some such. An old woman with a monster inside her skin. But she's covered under the witch armistice. We don't fight witches anymore. We live and let live. 
after the witch wars, it's best to just sort of cohabitate around the outskirts. Very good. Not that a lot of people like that. I know you wizards don't usually care for witches, see them as cheaters and uh, um, seductresses and succubi for spells, yes? Well, it is not my preferred method for... <laughs> you see, but... he's one of the good ones. <laughs> <laughs> but um, just like just like any profession, there are good and bad ones. Mm-hmm. Fair enough, fair enough. But you'd admit, more bad witches than bad wizards. <laughs> and then they and then they lead you around past the Queen's Gate. And in fact, you're able to like help with some ballista placements and things. The place, you know, we're gonna have this place snug as a bug and a rat by the time by the end of the night. Um, and then you pass. Let's the, let's the try to have it tightened up before the attack, not by morning. Oh, right, right. We'll have it tight as a drum before you know it. So they pass you by the blacksmith, the blacksmiths who is just pounding out silver arrows right now, and he looks exhausted. Um, this old ginger-haired man with one huge muscular arm and one tiny, like almost withered by comparison, looking one. Um, past the riddle sellers, which they just mention, like they're talking about the local bakery, and then back around to the sad swan in. Um, the Valmamora there in the Valmamora camp, they've got all manner of hexes and charms and things they see to their own defenses. And here we are, the sad swan in. Thank you, Sir Wizard, for your um your expertise and thoroughness. We appreciate it. Now I've got to hurry off before I forget everything that you've said. I've been taking notes, actually. Thank you. Thank you, gentlemen. You said to you to turn the ballista around backwards and fire them into the village, didn't you? Tut, 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 just kidding. <laughs> That's militia humor. <laughs> Very good. Very good. <laughs> That's good. All right. All right. Well, don't get murdered in the night. Be safe, friends. That's outskirts humor. <laughs> and, but seriously, try not to get murdered in the night. <laughs> and then they, they leave. Uh, okay. Meanwhile, the four of you. Uh, that's Martin, Lavaline, Val, and Gwen, along with Himbofell, Todd. Todd, and uh, <laughs> Captain Von Dark. Unless any of you want to break off, you'll all go to the, the Sad Swan Inn. No, I'm okay. always happy to stay with friends. <laughs> Especially as scary as it is. Mm-hmm. All right, the Sad Swan Tavern. Out front, there is a beautiful, like really finely done wooden carved awning that's just in the wind um, the thistleberry bushes that the uh, the town is named for or half of the town is named for kind of a disparity between mudrack hollow and thistleberry <laughs> hollow yeah. kind of a wide disparity there you got some contradictions on the name on the way here right? so but sad swan inn is a s- surprisingly beautifully appointed little village it has, um, or sorry, a, a beautiful little home within a village that's pretty run down and, and mm. having a hard time. It's got like, you know, little purple uh, purple shingles and um, beautiful bustles of flowers under all of the windows. And the windows seem to be like a fine, like rainbow tinted witch glass. And it's a really nice little place, um, which is surprising. Well, I suppose with everyone in over the night, maybe it wouldn't be weird that there's that's it's abandoned but you did hear some other places in town some other pubs and things where it sounds like people are 
are um, clacking glasses and, and trying to, like, drink the fear of the evening away, so to speak. But inside, you can hear, a, even through the door, you can hear a crackling fire. It seems like the place is open, but there's, like, nobody around. Um, maybe it's because the place does have just like a vaguely morose feel to it. The flowers, you notice most of them are mourning lilies and, and the swan painted on the awning is the most just like beautiful, like, uh, like sad thing with like, it's, it's floating in a puddle. Like it's, it's a swan on water, but it's floating in a puddle that's pretty obviously made out of its own tears. Like, so anyway, very sad. Bobbleine. Are you okay? Is it triggering for you to be in here? She does probably take a longer glance at the sign than a normal non-swan person would be, but... uh. You want a pickle? Ooh. Martin. Those, okay. No, those no. pickles will smell delicious, honestly. Um, I'm the one who reacts want... to food rewards, not lovely. Him Boderfell want pickle. Oh. <laughs> you got it, Chief. I can't has pickle. I can't has pickle. You got it, man. He looks at Gwen. Can't have pickle? Of course you can't have pickle. <laughs> oh, God. Oh. <laughs> I'm bunking with him, Butterfly. <laughs> like, All this like... travel made uh, Gwenny real thirsty, if no! you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> uh, when does this glamour wear off? I'm sick of being engorged. <laughs> <laughs> it's starting to hurt. I mean, not until like tomorrow evening. If I have an erection that lasts me longer than four hours, I have prior balls. You know, prior priapism. <laughs> for world's first female priapism. I doubt. Actually, it's the maybe first. not. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. Anyway, all right. Probably so best that I don't. Right before you reach out to um, open the open the door, a uh, lovely like. He really is very lovely middle age older gentleman with like a full beard and like a Bob Ross head of just curly, cute. like curly Q hair. A lot of hair sort of poking up through his like yes. lacy um, vest. He's got ha- hair on the back of his hands and stuff. Um, just like a just a just a very testosterone a real Robin Williams situation. Real Robin Williams situation. Yeah. And he has he has like kind eyes and oh oh well hello there. Ah, <laughs> sorry, my name's Nygod. Oh, you startled me. I was just going out uh, to um, trim the night lilies. Uh, are you looking for a, a place to have a drink or to stay? Oh my, you're new in town. Yep. Oh, are you adventurers finally here after all this time? Yes. I have a board full of undone quests. Well, we will take a look at those in the morning, but we have been traveling right, right. really Sorry. far. Yeah, so kind of me. Hello, welcome. We need and, some rooms. And now we have some things we'd like done. We pardon get it. me, pardon me. It is, that is the burden of being a hero. Typical <laughs> NPC. You can see that my, my uh, hosting done for skills. Me lately? <laughs> <laughs> my hosting skills have atrophied in the week we haven't had anybody by. Please come in, come in. And he motions you in and it's just still and it's just you inside. Um except for one grizzled old edgelord. Oh the god. The oh, there's just, just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> no, it's 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 totally um it's totally empty in okay. here. There's a beautiful bar. Um there is conspicuously um the decorations. Usually you'd see a stuffed duck here, a uh like a boar's head there, a bear, that kind of like lodge like mm-hmm. stuff. Nothing like that. Garlands um 
uh, wreaths, all beautiful, like, plant material. And, I mean, this guy is, like, a master craftsman when it comes to uh, arrangements. There are flower arrangements on every table, each one in a different theme and color. Every candle has, like, little sprigs of mistletoe just so around the base of it. Um, the place is friggin' beautiful. It's It's got this real aromatic smell as you go walking in. It's super comfortable. It's like um, almost got a little bit of a Christmas elf kind of vibe to it where it's the ceiling's a little low and the, but n- not so low as to like you have to duck your head or anything, but just like kind of cozy. It's got a very cozy vibe to it. Mm, the um, name belies the uh, decorations. Yeah, this is quite he, the place you got here. He looks... Uh, he looks uh, lovely and up and down as if looking at her for the first time when she speaks. And you realize that Gwen took up like all of his vision in the doorway. So he's so seeing lovely for the first time. All right. Would you make a cunning or persona check? All of us? Undertaking. Yeah. So um, I'm not here though, right? Yeah. Not here. Yep. So as high as you can and tell me which, uh, if you get a 10 or higher, oh, let me know which mm, stat you Are you picking you my lowest? 16. I can't roll past a two. 13 persona. Seven. You kind of had that problem. (laughs) Always. Literally forever. And I'm like, God. 16. Okay. Anybody got higher than (laughs) uh, 10 on a stat that's different than... So Martin comes in hot, just yep. chomping on pickles, like, and then rolls like a gorgeous sixteen to fucking crush. This <laughs> which persona which stat tag. did you use? Uh, I used persona. Persona. Okay. Seeing Laveline is a deeply emotional experience for him. Ooh. He looks at her and looks like someone that he remembers and was dead has just walked in. You know that look that some people get when they see... Maybe this is just me who (laughs) notices this because it happens to me all the time. But when I see someone who, like, looks like my sister, Mm -hmm. you just get that, like, ugh. Mm -hmm. In fact, every once in a while, you know, Katie, your name is Katie, when (laughs) I found out you went to Anoka High School, every once in a while I get a little, like, my my sister trigger from you because... well, anyway, I hope she would have would have grown up to be as cool as you. So oh, actually, yeah, <laughs> actually, you're younger than so us. Much uh, so much better. So, Laveline, I think someone likes you. <laughs> oh, what a way to read that! It's totally... Wow. <laughs> so he looks like like he's seen a ghost, but in like a really pleasant way, and then but then quickly like puts it aside and like gets back to being professional. So you're in off the road, adventurers. Yes, I won't point out the uh, quest board in the corner too hard but there are a lot of requests piling up um but what can i get you get you to drink um i'll bust out the best stuff in celebration one soko mountain dew please yeah so- make it two mountain dew we two don't Noko serve socos <laughs> we don't we don't serve southern stuff why is it so bucket of yeah. hard to get to <laughs> because they were wrong <laughs> No, sorry. This is the same. Their alcohol there, wasn't wrong. There's porn sitting all over the table because it's the same day that we recorded the, the Dreamlands collaboration thing. And so... Uh, if Gotta find out on Patreon. Uh, well, Gotta actually, we Patreon. might release that one just in the mainstream to entice people to Patreon. Ooh. So we're gonna hook you. The first one's free, but then you gotta, <laughs> you gotta pay. pay for the rest. <laughs> you gotta pay. All right, so... um. All right, I don't know what any of that is, but I'll just get you some some nice sweet whiskey. Yep, and it's got to be green. Yeah, 
I can do that. <laughs> he cool. goes, he goes, and he pours you like a crystal decanter. It must be green into and a it crystal must glass. Be urine. And then he actually plucks a, like a single little green berry and plops it in and stirs it, and or kind of uh, you know uh, swishes it around. He's being a real douchey mixologist with like leather <laughs> no. suspenders on. Come on. He twirls. This is why this costs thirteen dollars. The salmon smoke really draws out the whiskey's flirty flavors. I'm vegan. All right. Well, it's just smoke. Ish. (laughs) Okay. So he swirls the green berry around in it and looks at you really intently for a minute, and then listen, guy. My nose is still full of wolf funk. So whatever you serve me is probably yeah. I'm not gonna be able to taste this. He's like, this is my best stuff. No, I'm just sorry. wasted it. No, but and it's it's leprechaun green by the Ooh. time it like comes over to you. Yeah. Right. And Cheers. So Cheers. it has an aromatic quality where you smell it and you get this like heavy, like minty like smell, but none of that is translated into the flavor. Hmm. So it's just a smell and then like a totally untainted whiskey <gasps> flavor. Alright, I'm gonna magic mixology this guy for all of you. So what do you want? Yeah, I just, want a mudslide. Oh. Yes. Oh. The blender better yes. not be broken here. <laughs> Heavens. Well, uh, <laughs> all right. Let's see what I can do. Lavaline just wants a Mick Ultra. He takes out a bunch of ice <laughs> and a chunk of chocolate, and he takes out this thin silver knife and just sort of, of beer, shiitake yeah. mushroom chops the ice and the chocolate all together and winds up sort of swirling it around in some, in some weird brown liqueur and then slides it across the table at you. And as you sit... So something about the concoction, it like starts to build its own head of foam. And before you know it, there's like whipped cream plump on top of it that just like built itself. Good choice. Nice. Thanks. Is there actual mud in here? I hope so. A <laughs> little bit. Perfect. <laughs> That's Perfect. what gives it the dirt taste. Mm, wonderful. <laughs> and for you, my lady. Oh, just, just a red one. Best one in the house. <laughs> he toddles away and he goes behind... Flappy door, you know, I call them flappy doors. He goes behind the saloon doors. The saloon yeah. doors. Into the flappy back. doors. Flappy <laughs> doors. I knew exactly what he meant, but that doesn't matter. Doors. Goes behind the, like, the kind of swinging, like, uh, kitchen saloon door, doors. saloon door. And then you hear a. Oh, that's a nice pop. Yeah, nice pop. So I was just going to say, I was wondering if anyone would do it. He's a nice pop. <laughs> Let the crossover begin. So. Uh, you hear the pop from from the back, and he comes out with this ruby red bottle and just sets the bottle and a glass uh, down. Um, and then he brings out another glass, sets it down, and then he pours it. I, mean, I brought another glass in case anyone wants to try this stuff. Is amazing. Doderfell would like. Doderfell would like Shirley Temple. <laughs> Put a little vodka in there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, here we go. A little vodka and a little vanilla. Oh, he no. T- he oh, sips it. This is so predatory. This is poison. <laughs> this is poison. Oh, now He's it's predatory. pushing it away from him. All right, like, all right, all right. Mama said that this poison. Just a regular Shirley Temple for all right, my he, sweet he brings you out cherry syrup. Angel. He brings him out cherry syrup and seltzer and... And Dorfell just kicks his yeah, but dissolve this so pill happy. Oh, ah, this is good. I love this. Anyway, are we hanging out for a while? Yeah, let's, yeah. let's go. We're ripping down. these and then going to bed. We have rooms. Like, what's the situation? Oh, um, I have plenty of rooms if you'd like. Um, let's see. We have four. We have four rooms upstairs. Mm, there are six of us. People are going to have to double up. Oh, yeah. Well, well, you know, at your leisure. Um, 
I'm happy yeah. to to bunk with with young Dodafell. I'm the smallest, so and he's the largest. Val's already Perfect. walking upstairs. Yes, yeah, she's in the first bedroom. I'm um, like passing out. Miss, if I may, you look a little bit um worse for wear from the road. Would you yeah, like no to see shit. the doctor before you go to bed? Fine, I'm tired. I want to go to bed. Oh, no, just get a quick concussion over, just in case. How close is the doctor? Uh, it's actually right across the street from here. Uh, I can walk you there. Or, oh, it's all right. I'll take her. Uh, Miss Valeriana, would you uh, take my arm? <laughs> kind of Von Dark yeah, extends your arm. Oh, <laughs> yes, that's just perfect. Hobbling along. <laughs> yes, you uh. me in sort of a split. Yes. <laughs> I'll take her to the uh, doctor and everyone else gets saddled up. Dodafell, I'll hop in with you when I return. All right, so we'll stick with you guys, and you guys can go hop upstairs. I'll describe the rooms, and you can go to sleep or set a watch, whatever you want to do. And uh, then we'll do Val. Then we'll have Zenitor catch up with the rest of them. All right. Great. All right, so the three of you go up, hop in different rooms. Bedtime. The rooms are beautifully, almost grandma-like appointed. Lots of lots of lace. And, it's like a bed and breakfast. Yeah. It's like very bed and breakfast vibe. Again, beautiful arrangements of flowers. And in fact, there's a little, like area up at the top where you could put you know some candles or something to give the room some nice lighting and there is a beautiful garland like um up above and you notice uh gwen would actually know this these are all very fire retardant plants Ooh. so you could um probably Cast, actually uh you could probably actually uh light the place on fire and these these plants would some of these little pods would, would survive pop, would would pop and actually emit like a smoke that quells mm. fires so the place is like a natural fire retardant. And I like that. Yeah. Should right. I test it out? No. Please don't. Spirit fire. Spirit fire. Just kidding. Yeah, magical fire. <laughs> def- no. Magical cool. fire definitely cool. defeats the... Um, <laughs> I won't do it. All right. So Val, the doctor is in. All right. Dr. Cluegood. Across the street, there is actually quite a large, beautifully appointed, kind of ritzy looking house. Um, and... Von Dark, like, leads you up to the front door. You can see some lights on inside and hear a man and a woman talking. Sounds like they're home. Shall we rap on the door? Ooh, there's a little bell. Yeah, ring it. Dangle, dangle. <laughs> so he... Dangle, dangle. <laughs> dangle, dangle. So he pulls the, the cord on the bell and rings it. He's just so innocent. When it rings, it doesn't ring. It just says dangle, dangle. Dangle, dangle. <laughs> it says dangle, dangle. Oh, well, that's creepy. That sounds just like oh, weird. Oh, my God. <laughs> All right. And, and after a little while, there's a grumble from inside. And a plump, oval-faced man with, like, lily-white hair... A you know five o'clock shadow of like scruffy white beard, um, and a napkin covered in some sort of a reddish sauce, like like he was eating uh, and wiping his fingers on this bib that he's he's got. Um, yes, hello, hello there. Uh, presenting the lady Valeriana Vaccarel. Um, he says introducing uh, Von Dark says introducing you. Well, you look like dog shit warmed over. It's wolf shit warmed over. <laughs> Thank you, though. I got you on the road, did they? So you were completely consumed. How do you get out of that? Never mind. Probably best not to ask. <sighs> Don't want to make the patient relive it. Come inside. Come inside. Thanks. Right. Where, where, are the sim- where seems to be the problem? Sort of all over? <laughs> yeah. I'd Acid say burns, chew marks. You're missing a rather substantial chunk of your midsection there, daughter. Oh, I didn't forget about that. You know... 
In fact, looking at your exposed lung there, it sort of seems to me that you probably ought to be dead. Sturdy girl. Hmm. I... You know, this looks kind of cool, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> Von Dark turns a little green. <laughs> all right, hop on the operating table, let's have a look at you. Well, first of all, we're going to disinfect all of this. He just takes a bucket. He just takes a big bucket of, like, uh, some sort of disinfectant water. I'm just going to dump this over here at this point. Yeah, we don't need, no, we don't need Sarah. There we go. He just <laughs> he, like pours it over you and begins a very rough but thorough like <laughs> medical treatment of you. Mm-hmm. No, for heaven's sakes, would you look at this? So as he's like stitching up along your leg, you feel like you doze off at one point, and he goes, "My word!" and startles you back awake. <gasps> God, you dozed off, and by. God, it looks like your wounds are knitting themselves shut. Cool. Oh, it stopped now. Wait, what? It stopped, looks like. Looks. Look, all along here, the red is covered up. Your skin was like growing back in. Here, tell me about yourself. I'm going to fall asleep again. Just well, tell me, tell me a story. well, I'm a rather nice. wealthy doctor who lives Great on the outskirts. Bird. My uh, wife and I mm. met at a dance of uh, <laughs> yeah. mm. blue blazes. It's happening again. <laughs> so he wakes you up again, and indeed your your like side is almost knitted itself back together. Well, doesn't look like you need me much. I knew I should have just gone to bed. Yeah. Well. No. If you'll just take a drink of this, you'll be all good. What is it? Oh, it's um, just a something crump. You're not saying words. something crump? All right, cunning cunning endeavor, difficulty three. He's giving the game away a little bit here, so it's only a three. (laughs) A fucking one again. Well, you are having a rough day. These no, are it's, it's delicious cherry water, and he just sort of like sort of splashes it down yeah, your throat, right. <laughs> your gullet. Yep. Yeah. Dice. Wait, you doesn't that this. burn? No. <laughs> oh, it doesn't. It, it doesn't. It tingles a little bit. Yeah. This is water laced with silver phosphate. Oh, I'm sorry. Sucker. I thought for sure oh. you were a werewolf. I was trying to. Not yet. You. <laughs> well, if you're not aware, then you, by all means, here, take take this, it's contaminated by your spittle now, so I can't give it to anyone else. <laughs> take it, it makes a potent weapon against werewolves. Oh. I'll uh, give it to you for free as a um, parting gift for trying to murder you just now. Wait, would, mm-hmm. who would he give it to that isn't a werewolf that he's trying to murder? <laughs> and if that was who he was giving it to, why would he care that it's contaminated? That was a terrible, it was a terrible justification. The justification <laughs> is he feels a little bit bad. It's very valuable as a weapon against werewolf creatures in, in the area. Yeah, yeah pour this down the gullet of someone you suspect to be a werewolf. It'll burn a hole right in the, in the, in the snads. Huh. Wow. A hole in the snads. That's well, it looks funny. like you're one of those magic-y types that can dream your injuries away, and none of these, though they are extensive, are beyond your ability to heal, so you don't need me at all anymore. So you're like Wolverine. But I will give you these here. Uh, these are wolfsbane. If you're bitten by a were or a, or a wolven, though their contagion level is much smaller, or a skin change or anything like that, Smoosh this into a poultice, drink it down as fast as you can to stave off the effects of lycanthropy. Hmm. 
How long does this uh, take? How long does the effect last? Ooh, you better get it in your gullet by uh, at least six hours after the the uh, the bite. Ooh, oh, and I'd be pushing it. Oh, and if you're bitten by an animal with frothing around its mouth, try and chop its head off at some point. And <laughs> we have a new test. We can pour a liquid on it, and if it turns blue, well, it means you're going to die of rabies. Oh, that's <laughs> cool. It's usually good to know. You can uh, say goodbye to your family, and then once the hydrophobia sets in, then commit suicide. Wow. How, what are you like, like, not in the middle of the night? Because this is a lot. <laughs> My bedside manner gets a bit rougher in the morning when I'm crabby. But I'm well sated on on uh, barbecued haggis or whatever I was eating before. <laughs> Do you have any leftovers? That sounds good. Hell yes, I've got <laughs> leftovers. Would you like to sit down and have a bite with the wife and I? Yeah, it's the least you could do. <laughs> All right, so she sits down for a fine meal of barbecued haggis with Dr. Cluegood and his very strange wife who does this the whole time. <laughs> Like, mouth slightly open, breathing rather shallow. Now, um, you remind me of Mary Todd Lincoln. I don't know why, but... That's you know. <laughs> very nice. Happy to have Mary Todd Lincoln. <laughs> she had a stroke a while back, Aww. and she's been very pleasant ever since. Aww. Oh, my God. Did you do it? Uh, never mind. Did I, I induce wanna... a stroke <laughs> yeah. in my wife? How would I even do that without several syringes? <laughs> Wow. So much for the oath. All right, you Hippocra- eat Hippocratic oath. You eat barbecued haggis, yeah, right. so you get a fine meal. So you fully heal. Um, you you'll later you'll fully heal from sleeping in the night, but you wake up with plus three uh, vim and plus three uh, wits over your maximum. Though those are temporary, um, but you get that fine meal bonus. Okay, so Zenator arrives at Nigod's Sad Swan Tavern. Oh, Mr. Wizard, they told me to look for you. Well, they Hello. didn't, but I'm ex- I'm sort of suspecting that you're with that group. They just went upstairs. Rooms are all uh, all paid for by me on the house. They didn't offer to pay, and I didn't ask. And, and <laughs> we just we, went upstairs. <laughs> but, and honestly, we're just very happy to have guests for the first time in a while. Did they at least pay for their food and drink? Oh, absolutely <laughs> not. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, no no honestly honestly sir it's on me i very much I, i'm particularly happy to have guests such as yourselves well thank you very much mm-hmm. what time does the attack usually happen <laughs> <laughs> he actually pulls a very rare and beautiful like pocket watch out mm. if it's going to come it'll probably be within the next half hour or so how much do they drink them? Uh-huh. Um, not much, but it was relatively strong. I guess I don't know how much of the bottle of wine they finished off up in their room. Okay. Cue the headboard oh. rattling sounds of Gwen and... De- <laughs> <laughs> okay! Oh, no. No, no Gwen, Gwendolyn and I definitely f- f- finished the bottle. Yeah, oh, yeah, you two are wasted. We're fucking hammered. They Should are we go blo- find another rock tonight? <laughs> yeah! Let's go take a walk in the thing... Where the village is, let's go walk around. You can the hear village. this from downstairs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's been like that for a while, off and on. I think she keeps f- passing out every once in a while. quit <laughs> it. Ah, we'll get another. Oh, there it is. We'll get another chorus in a few minutes. I'm sure. Wow. 
I'm the Lady Gwen, and I shoot out green lightning. It's something Should like I that. Should I do it? You want to see it? Oh, is it going to happen again? <laughs> <laughs> the plants are just I'll go, growing I'll go like check. crazy in there. I'll check on that. <laughs> you go into their room, and those beautiful like plant Lovely arrangements like, are do growing. It. Oh, have been grow- are- so the, the right interior now. of this room uh, you guys ever seen the movie Troll, where they open that room yeah. upstairs and it's just a jungle? It's just, I've yep. been just playing with burning lightning on the plants and the yep. lava It is chance. completely overgrown. I like point at something that you missed and I'm like, do that one. <laughs> and then the berries just get bigger and bigger until they're the size of watermelons. And, and then you like, yeah, eat it. Eat it. Eat it. Eat it. Come on, Zenator, eat it. Come on. Where's Zenator's here? <laughs> oh no! Eat it, hey guys, eat it. I I have no need for food. I'm dead and all, you know. Boo! Boo! All right, Val comes back a few minutes later. Hears all this shouting Woo! upstairs and has just like barbe- like a like a to go bag of like barbecued haggis. Ish. <laughs> and she looks healed. She she's great, much better. She's got some gaps left, but yeah, looking better. Lavaline has set up the bottle on one end of the floor and then tries to roll the giant berry as like a bowling ball down the hall. It's very easy to do this. <laughs> the berry is so big that it kind of bumper balls or bumper bumper cars around the size yeah. of the hall. I love the, the drunk adventures of Lavaline and Gwendolyn. We have so much fun. <laughs> Yay. Get on our limbo. They're totally not fun. You guys fun. are boring. <laughs> when they're hanging out wake drunk up Martin, in real wake life, up Martin, when they're, when they're hanging like... out drunk in real life, it's also not fun. <laughs> <laughs> not with that attitude. Uh, yeah. yeah, I think well, Martin we, has hang out drunk in real life, we deafened himself <laughs> by He's, doing yeah, his ear thing. You can hear Doderfeld uh, snoring times. gently because he can sleep through fucking anything. And you look in on Martin, and he's sealed his ears shut <laughs> and is sleeping. <laughs> Martin! I don't think he can hear you. Martin! Ooh, let's he's throw berries at him. Ah, he's oh, stiffened himself. Yeah. If only. <laughs> and then Von Dark goes in and uh, dozes <laughs> off. Or... Sir, Sir Martin uh, and I will awake. I assure you, if there is trouble in the, if there is trouble in the village, uh, Xanatol, please let us know. Lavaline through a. Going to just catch a catch, catch. <laughs> through a giant berry at Martin. Does Martin wake up? Oh right. yeah, when you when you splatter, <laughs> when you Gallagher a giant fucking berry <laughs> all over his face. Are you with us? Well, I, like, I can't hear you. Oh, good. Open your ears. The only open bed I feel like is in Martin's room, so I just have like hot beef stomach and a to-go box. <laughs> so it's like he's got to wake up to the smell of this disgusting. You get splattered with a watery nasty. berry, oh and then just God. this hot beef waft comes yeah. in. It's the most fragrant beef meat there could possibly be. Like, oh, just like a stingy Taco Bell smell right in your fucking face. Yeah. And Lavaline's out in the hallway going, like some sort of bird laugh. Because <laughs> I nailed it right to, in yeah. stupid face. <laughs> nailed. Snoop. Right, spend well, the night with Val's beef. You guys are doing, clearly you guys are doing fine. I'll, I'm going to go retire to the uh, Mad Wizard's Tower. So boring. All right, so the town bell goes, the one, the one that rang and emitted that like magical pulse that seemed to like push the night away um, when you first arrived starts to ring again, but this time it has no magical pulse. Uh, 
uh, containment. You think that it like probably stores up energy during the sun of the day and then has already expended all of that. And sure, sure, sure enough, you start to hear two arms, two arms. They're trying to get in. Oh, Queen's Gate, no. Queen's Gate. We're drunk. Okay, well, it is time for the long-honored tradition of the mid-game pee break, so an excellent time to run a pee break promo. Take a listen to a plug from another story happening out there in the metaverse while we top off our caffeinated beverages, starchy snacks, and all the other traditional fare that fantasy gaming is fueled on. Be back in a tick and a half. Hi, I'm Nikki. And I'm Kate. We're the hosts of Just Ghoul With It, a podcast that discusses how society influences our favorite, and sometimes least favorite, horror films. We always start with a deep dive into societal influences on horror and what we lovingly call Kate's Nerd Corner. So for that reason, <laughs> I opted to explore the impacts of diegetic elements in found footage style horror. And don't worry, I'm going to define all that shit. <laughs> Thank you! You said that word and I went, fuck, uh-oh. We talk about the cultural context of the film's release, along with events that impact the perception and reception of the film, like our nuanced discussion of clown panics in the U.S. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> was the clown leaving the bomb, or was the bomb, like, made of clown? Kate talks about movie tropes that are totally normal. Like Behind the Black, the classic bait-and-switch, and the chunky salsa rule. Totally normal. We introduce well-thought-out and definitely consistent rating scales. I'm taking it down to one and a half over large eyeballs. We also talk about particular elements of horror movies, like costuming and lighting. Look at this dandy man. Like, I was like, this sweet little dandy man is coming to get me. Listen, we're two friends that love horror movies and talking about how society influences them. If you like those things, give us a listen. And even if you don't like horror, we promise it's still a fun time. We're a podcast for horror fans and horror avoidance alike. You can find us on all major podcast platforms. Search for Just Ghoul With It. Stop by for a scare and a laugh. Oh, and then you you hear, no. and a bunch of ballista go off, and some archers go off, and you hear like some of the snares and traps and things that they've set up go off. And um, all right, roll a percentage check. Oh wait, zero is a hundred, right? Uh, no. Only if the other no. one's a zero. Nope, seven percent. Oh, no. <laughs> this is how we do it. <sighs> I'm drunk. Where's Dodo? I love Zosa. All right, I need. Should we go to war or whatever? <laughs> yeah, let's, let's do go, it. Let's go hit something. Yeah, let's kill stuff. They're in. They're near the blacksmiths. Defend hey. the blacksmiths. All right, the bells are ringing. There is fighting at the Queen's Gate. Clangs of metal and weird, like kind of guttural roars followed by like whispered apologies and like I'm so sorry like you know those those kindly voices saying nice things even as they are like locked in battle with the militia and it seems like some of them have gotten in and indeed the shouts go out like they're in they're in heading towards the blacksmiths and then um the blacksmiths is here you are here so the blacksmiths is actually just past the doctors that Valeriana just came back from Okay. All right. Von Dark kicks the door open, and Himboderfell, shirtless, in a, you know, nothing but a, a leather jerkin, or no, leather jerkin pants, or whatever they call he's those. He's just jerkin. <laughs> Busts out, you know, like, he's got he's a, a, one of the fine table legs. Yeah. He's ripped off of one of the tables inside the building to use as a club. 
and you uh, didn't bring any weapons. He doesn't have weapons. Uh, uh, could, oh wait, that's right. Did you give him your club? Oh yeah, we did. No, uh, I still have the club. Okay, I don't I? Gave him... It's in my inventory. Did you give him your your beaten staff or? You're welcome to arm him. With yeah, I'll give him like. the gnarled staff. I mean, I can give him my club, my big ass club. Sure. I'm probably just gonna use magic. I'm hammered. One of so. each. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, so spell casting is definitely yeah, more, way better. Yeah, more appropriate. Um, okay, so. Uh, yeah, hand him the club. He tosses the table leg aside. Woohoo! All right, now we're talking. Was that yeah. good? Went well, well, better. Yeah. <laughs> all right, so. All right, let's go defend some peasants. Let's do it. This is good, honest heroes work, you guys. I'm let's excited. do it. Agreed. Tom's everyone. Tom's. Tight. One of us is drunk. Someone Two else has the, the meat sweats. Bobbley's just Val. quieter than I am about it. Val yeah. is yeah. meat drunk. It's going to be true for everything. They're though. wine drunk. All right, so Gwen, Val, Martin, Lavaline, Zenitor, Captain, and Doderfell go sprinting out of the front of the Sad Swan Inn. I trip. Lavaline. <laughs> Gwen immediately Whoop, face plants I'm right good. into the muddy ground. It, you know, remember it was raining earlier. It's It almost always is We're raining good. here. It's not my fault. You spatter your face right into the mud and then turn it into sort of a graceful belly, like aqua dynamic slide. Lavaline runs the wrong way at first. <laughs> and then has to like tip and turn and, you know, gets her raptor sprint going in the, um, in the proper direction. <laughs> As you pirouette. are, sorry, I'm picturing Gwen like she like falls, but does that like drunk thing where she like gets like shoots an angry look at the thing she tripped over? <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, fucking rude! <laughs> rude! <laughs> dare you trip me? Okay, so you as you are sprinting to that. That's very appropriate. Thank you. Uh, this is actually where a bunch of cats show up. So yes. as you are sprinting to this location, a heavy set sort of plump woman in like very custom armor with like lots of little dingles and dangles all over it like little bells and and you see cat mint and other things and she has a full like leather like bonnet with a little flat almost beret like hat on the top that's got like a little fluffy beanie on top of it but she is for her com- like com- build she is fast yeah, like she is moving. she like is moving she's got you know she's got a real pear shape you know, her arms look a little short, but she has fine gloves on, high riding boots, and a, a tiny little cape, like, fluttering behind her. And she's sprinting, and she's controlling her breath really, like, uh, masterfully and meaningfully. And then you see there's a cat on her shoulder. And there's another cat dangling from the cape that's swaying behind her. And four more cats, like, sprinting to keep up with her. She has a little, like, six-cat like menagerie and, and they're like in formation like like hunting hounds would be but they're just little cats like going end over end and um and she's sprinting to try to like keep pace ahead of the cats <laughs> uh, you're new in town huh <laughs> my name's nazi bindleweather <laughs> i'm feeling a little nazi right now but let's do this <laughs> i'm the- we're just gonna follow you oh good yeah that's i i heard that they were somewhere near uh Near um uh, Filster's blacksmith. Cool. Okay. Let's uh, go. I hope you're fighters. Yup, we're heroes. Oh shit! They, they got here ahead of something. us. So she stops, and you can feel this like unease in the air. They're hiding. Something like that. Careful! They they spring out ambush predators. She turns to the cats that are with her and goes, Timber, Emerald Jane, Cloverwells, Mister Barrel, Whisperknife, Grey Gerald, the Monk, do your thing. 
and they just like scatter out into the into the brush and greenery around the area. All right, Gwen. So a bunch of cats have just scattered into the area around the blacksmiths, which is is like strangely quiet, and you can hear the clanging and like bashing of battle like mm-hmm. off to the um, north of here. Mm-hmm. All right, what do you want to do? Okay, so I feel like I need to protect us, but I don't have like a pig's ball, but I do have like smoke magic. So I want to cast ghostly mists around like the edge of the forest because like they think that they're hiding from us, but then we're gonna <laughs> yeah, hide from them. We get it. Do it. Does that sound tight? <laughs> she, by the way, she was describing that whole plan to you guys. Yes. So that I get. Yeah, this sounds great. Here we go. Gwendolyn weaves her hands and magical fog rolls out of the forest and starts to swirl like ice cream. Right, so she covers the the like blacksmith's house and like his backyard in this roiling fog. And I got strange shapes. The mists give form to more bizarre and confusing figures. Is there something? I know that I'm familiar with these because of all of the like stories that Grandma Nin has told me. Is there something that I could identify that would scare them or that they don't like? Yeah, why don't you make a cunning or intellect check? With a plus four bonus for Grandma Nin lore. Okay. Okay, I rolled a seven plus nine is 16. 16, okay. So, you recall that these creatures are ambush predators. They, tr- they like, will leap out, try to, like, wring something's neck. They ch- typically choke their prey to death Ooh. with their big, long, like, spindly hands. However, they talk gentle, and they like things to be like gentle and quiet mm. they're actually fairly easy easily scared by kind of anything startling like um ironically as scary and horrible as they are they're like scared of things like spiders and snakes and like anything that like pops out at you or so one of the defenses they teach children against kindly voices if, if one tries to grab you just like scream like a monster or scream like a wolf at it as loud as you I can say, i was thinking let's ca- wolves okay because there's a, those predators exist mm-hmm. in these woods, so they probably would have tried to avoid them anyway. So fucking wolves! <laughs> so misty, <laughs> low, rumbly growls and barks like wolves come out of the uh, out of the fog, and sure enough, in the mist, two of two of these hunchbacked shapes with long arms like their knuckles dragging the ground leap out of hiding positions in a bush and behind an old pile of lumber and go (gasps) and then but you see they are modeled deformed freakish gray-skinned creatures with burlap like cloaks writhing like hey let me know they so two of them um have leaped out of hiding places nearby and uh and are exposed so Val you are up yeah, let's uh, move, him in. move in and stab, stab. All right, so Val, in a flurry of red cape, uh, hits the ground in a slide, and one of her weapons comes out, and uh, his guard is only five. I'll use I the think, man-eater, yeah, so my accuracy is 12, and damage is also 12. So we'll just roll a three or higher. That's easy. 12. All right. So Val slides along the ground, jabs her blade into one of the the creature's back, and slashes uh, like through it's the area where its kidney is. All right. So damage is twelve, and mm-hmm. it is what type? It is pierce slash rend. Oh, geez. Slash poison. Pierce slash rend and poison. Yeah. 
for claw stab. Oh my, okay. Well, uh, that, that gets 10, 15, five, that gets 20 bonus damage. So that, so that goes up to uh, 32 oh, and then yeah. another 10 cause they're humanoid. So that's 42 damage. Holy All right, shit. so Val slams her blade into the full of meat. <laughs> slams her blade into the side of it and me. dramatically hooks the knife through its body and sends like a bunch of its innards spilling all over the ground. And it goes, "Oh, I'm sure you didn't mean that." Um, oh, I did. Uh, that, weirdly, your guts are reminding me of Haggis. This is way grossing me out. Naughty, oh. naughty, naughty. But it's like staggering. It's definitely at low health. All right, Martin. Um, I am going to then take out uh, my shadow quill bow um, and aim it at the second okay. creature. Guard is five. Twelve. Uh, after its guard yep. minus. Okay, so that's a hit. All right. Um, I was going to use the... Do I call my attack after... Do you want us to call the attacks that we use with the yeah. weapon after? Yeah, okay. anime style. Great, so right, if you're... Right. Just so I know which... Uh, okay. Um, so I'm going to shade shot. Mm-hmm. Um, damage on that will be 13. 13 what types? 13 uh, pierce and void. Okay. So that gives you 18. All right. So a shadowy arrow loosed from Martin's bow. You've never seen him fire a bow, but I picture when he draws it back, he's got like great tension in his arms. When he releases it, his arm gets a little bit of a wobble like <laughs> afterwards. But... Um, so the bow uh, slings an arrow, sinks deeply into the thing's uh, hump on its back. Blood starts to pour out of it. It turns around. Oh, <laughs> I hate oh. these things so fucking much. <laughs> uh, all right, Lavaline. So that blue area is where... That's missed. It's, oh, it's missed. Mm-hmm. I want to go to where I think they're most likely to be hidden, where there's brush or wherever I think they could be hiding mm-hmm. because I want to use my winds of heaven. Okay. Which is a four by eight wave. All right. So Lavaline heads over um, her wings starting to glitter like magic energy starting to swell inside of her feathers, which you've never seen her use before. She's never busted this out, but it looks like she's got some more tricks in the bag. And um, okay. So it covers a zone so like a four by eight area, and you're gonna target like several bushes, um, an outhouse that one of them could be hiding in or behind, mm-hmm. and then um, I don't know how to do this. So okay, so you pick wheel or woe. Woe. So woe, mm-hmm. and then you target using the accuracy. Indeed, there are two hiding in the zone. One is actually in the outhouse, and one is actually in a hole that it uh, mm-hmm. a hole that it dug on the ground. Um, so their warding is five. So you roll twice, so I, targeting it uh, on I, a twenty. Yep. Okay, seventeen. Hit, and then for the second one. Oh no, it's a six. Oh, well, missed by one. Okay, bummer. It's only oh. one. Can anyone help her? Actually, I forgot to give you something. All right, so someone from our Discord actually yeah, sent a gift. Thanks, for, Discord! Yes, yes, yes. For one heroism point, character with this perk can spend a point of heroism to add the result of a d4 plus one to a failed attack roll or endeavor roll to attempt to make it a success. Yeah. You can use that now or bank it for later. Use it now. All right, well, that automatically we'll turn it into yeah. a success because you only need to roll a one. Okay. All right, yeah. so with a burst of heroic, uh, with heroic, um, just like, 
inspiration from somewhere beyond your own world, you uh, your winds actually catch that one down in its hole and wrench it up and out. Um, Thanks, Discord person. <laughs> all right. So, yeah. So, check out our Discord for play along bonuses. Yeah, you can um, get in there if you're on uh, Patreon. Okay. So, effect. Re- read away. <laughs> So, whoa, it says, a scalding holy gale courses over targets in the zone. Enemies hit by the spell take 10 plus power of sacred damage and have an 85% chance to be pushed three spaces in the direction the wave is traveling. Awesome. All right, so roll those effect okay. chances, and then it's it was how much? 10 plus? Uh, so, 10, 10 plus, plus power. power, so 19. 19, and it's sacred? Sacred. Spoiler, they have 10 sacred vulnerability, so 29 to both of them. And then there we go. That's what I'm looking for. Eighty. So all right. 80. So the one hiding in the outhouse, the door is blown back. It bars its broken, wide set teeth at you, and then the outhouse evaporates behind it, and it is yep. hurled away with timbers <laughs> and things end over end. Yep. All right. So and the one is wrenched out of the hole and blown back in piles of dirt and roots. So two more are exposed. Okay, Zenitor. Um, I would like to first um, use my intellect to analyze. Okay. What your intellect is how high? Nine. And intellect. Okay. So, sacred damage. They look like they have brittle bones, so force damage will actually do bonus to them. And uh, pierce and slash will do bonus to them, as will rend, as they are fleshy creatures. They are ghouls. Humanoid and Nightkin. So those are their types, and there is some info for you. Can I get to um, um, reach two to one of them? Absolutely. Um, so I will do that and try to attack with Gleam with a Flashing Blade. All right. So Zenitor. So when it sees you coming towards it, it like its big, like long fingers start to reach out for you. No. Be my friend. Be his friend. All right, hit. <laughs> Chop off all of its fingers <laughs> on one of its hands. Uh, so this is going to be slashing and luminescent damage. Okay. And it does uh, 13, and I have a 65% chance to blind it. All right. They actually have a 20% vulnerability to blind. So you have right. to roll 85 or lower. Oh my god. What? 84. (laughs) Alright, so the blade flashes out. Their eyes are very photosensitive. They're used to, they can see, you know, perfectly well in the dark, but not uh, in the light. And you blaze light off of the end of your blade at the creature, and its eyes go, you know, go totally dead, and it, like, covers up its body as you lay into it with a few um, slashes from your gleaming sword. So that's 13 slashing and luminance. So you get 23. Okay, so now that one is near death as well. Okay, the cats. <laughs> now the cats are not combatants. They're cats. So, <laughs> however, they are trained to go for the throat of weakened, of, of weakened monsters. So there's one with 42 out of 50 health left, and there's one with 43 out of 50 health left. So two cats each, trained as, like, little leaping cougars, leap up onto the backs of those creatures and go for the necks and eyes. There is a weird 
reaction to the cat's claws, and you can see each of them has little silver like caps, like bla- like sharpened to razor tips on each of their fingers, and those those cat claws are packed with like weird alchemical reagents so as they start to claw at these monsters the monsters have a crazy allergic reaction which starts to like just swell up their necks and faces and those and those two drop dead each one takes five plus five ten each one of them uh takes ten and ten so that puts them up to 62 and 63 respectively so they finish off those two it's like the fari tall version of we three <laughs> oh, that is a great and wonderfully upsetting piece of piece of media. So two of the other cats head to and sniff out two of the remaining creatures hiding and and let loose yowls of just like incredible high-pitched screeching and two more of the creatures like stumble back out of their hiding spots. One of them had like actually changed the color of its skin and flesh so that it matched in exactly no. with the wood. Rude. And one was just a bush itself. It had it wasn't hiding in a bush. It just had turned itself into a bush by extending like an octopus like little branches and and leaves out of its skin. Nope. All right, we need to kill these things. Yep. <laughs> they're they're like terrible. It. They're terrible. All right, Doderfell and the captain do a one-two punch on one of the ones laying on the ground that Lavaline knocked down. Doderfell just does a like golf swing at one of them, knocking it upwards back onto its feet, where the captain like pokes it full of holes with thrusts from his cutlass. Ha <laughs> And uh, and the creature goes down in a heap. All right, so now there is one injured one remaining and two uninjured ones that were just unearthed. Um, now that they have been unearthed, however, two are scared by the cats, so they flinch, so they don't, they don't do anything on, on this turn. But one of the injured ones rolls itself up off of the ground and comes scuttling and crawling like mad towards Gwen and Lavaline. Um, I'm gonna just roll to see who it attacks. Oh god, <laughs> classic. Five is odd, so that's Gwen. I just decided odd is Gwen. So. Odd is Gwen and even is Lavaline. It's a temperament thing. All right, so great. <laughs> all right, so it comes scuttling at Gwen like a spider on all fours. I don't like that. All right, Gwen. Uh, this is a oh, it's going to try and strangle you. So a great defense roll, right? Great you're defense. You're too drunk to get hurt anyway. Difficulty. I mean, yeah, it's like breaking your toe. <laughs> the difficulty is six, but you actually are going to take a two penalty, so it's going to be eight. Well, I rolled a 14, so I don't think I passed. Uh, I lost by one, right? Oh, no. You're going to Because I had to hit 10. Yeah. Yeah, I lost by one. But wait, don't I have, like, armor on or anything? Yeah, do you have any grit bonuses? Okay. I don't know if you're even wearing shoes right now. (laughs) Okay. Calm down. You might have a grit bonus. If you have a grit bonus of one, you make it. What do you have? The shield or the turtle shell armor? I have the armor. I don't have the shield. Because that, I'm looking at the gear page. It says plus one guard, plus two body, plus one grit. Yes! There it is. All right. It gets its hands around. Yeah. Gets its hands around. <laughs> yeah, turtle hide armor. Yeah. Update. Woo! I'm adding this to my character sheet. All right. So he gets his hands around your neck where a thick waddle of... of <laughs> Turtle hide. Yeah. <laughs> he can't get his fingers through it. 
Um, so he does, however, pin you, um, or he is gra- like grappling onto you, but he can't deal any damage through your turtle hide armor. And uh, Gwen is now basically just wrestling with this one. I did have my turtle hide armor written down in here, but all I had added, the only thing that was pertinent to me that I was excited about, apparently, is that it adds a plus two to my aquatic. It, your hydrodynamic <laughs> bonus. Yep, I see that so now. now I'm adding the rest. All right, back to the top. Gwen, Thank you're actually, you. it's your turn. Okay, well, the I one... I love that. You, she, it's starting to strangle you, and she's like, ah, ah. Wait, and Val's like, Hold remember on. your armor? And she's like, oh, right, it's not actually hurting me. Everything's yeah. fine, actually. And then she, is it on your... By the neck. And she grabs it by the <laughs> no, neck. No, I'm going to fucking cast Verdant Lightning on is it. it. just cast Verdant Lightning It's strangling you from behind? Neck. No, from the front. Oh, okay. Oh, fuck yeah. I rolled a 19. Beautiful, that'll hit. So you blast lightning up into its belly meats. All right, let's see that mutation. Flipped circuit. This. Oh my god! <laughs> the spell casts in the alternative mode you had intended. Oh, if no. you attempted to target a creature to deal damage, the na- the spell now targets plant matter in range and causes it to grow. Oh good. <laughs> oh good. So she blasts the creature with lightning, but unfortunately. Nothing Nothing seems to be happening. However, the grass all around them is now growing. Why are my rolls drunk now? Tra- they're tangling around her midsection. Wait. So now the two of them are on the ground covered in gro- like hyper-grown grass. Couldn't I pay grass. the control cost? You could have to before two. you rolled it. It's too late now? It, yeah. Fuck you me. You have to say it before you roll it. God damn it. Well, enjoy your plants. So you, the two of them are now just tangled in a net of grass on the ground. All right, Val, you're up. How, <laughs> how close here? How close am I to this shit show? You can here? Be, <laughs> no problem. You can you can you can leap right over. Okay, and, and help. so I'm gonna target Fucking the rude. that humanoid thing hand to hand with my right, man eater so dagger. The, the, they're called kindly voices. So the kindly voice who is wrestling with Gwen now all knotted up and hobbled inside of a bunch of grass is uh yeah re- rolling end over end so attacking them while they're grappling has a slight chance of hitting Gwen instead oh good um, so j- mm. we'll do that first so roll oh, fuck. Uh, Don't worry, a you're percentage so, you're check you're sober you can do this um, which check what check percentage check it's just luck oh okay has a small chance of hitting Gwen oh it'd be so bad 63 you okay you're cool alright so you lunge forward, your blade, the blade connects with the creature. All right, so now make an attack roll against its guard of five. It's actually grappled, so three. Guard of three. Oh, I think yeah, you have to just roll, not 20, roll a right? one. Yeah, not a 20. Oh, just don't roll a one. Don't roll a one. No that's one all it is, because it, it can't, uh, its Ooh. defense is okay. down 13. because it's being grappled. 13. All right, you plunge your blade into its back, and I know how much damage that is. It's actually a lot. So, <laughs> so Gwen, you are now wrestling with it. Tangled in grass, and it goes, I love. And then someone stabs it right through the back of the head and pries it off of you. And like she and, and Val cuts you out of, of the grass with her knife and pulls you up onto your you feet. You me twice tonight. I gotcha. Where's right. my phone? Well, <laughs> <laughs> my phone. I think I dropped it in the toilet at Magnolia Bakery. Oh my god, that's such a good episode. I know, I love it so much. Uh, okay, uh, Martin, you're up. Um, Okay. So there are two healthy ones mm-hmm. that were just scared by cats. Yeah. Um, I'm going to take a shot at the bush one. Great. Right? Um, oh, yeah. yeah. The one that still has bits of, of bush dangling off yeah, of it that are I'm actually like, its skin. Well, Ooh, game recognized game. Yeah. I'm going <laughs> to like, what's your deal? Oh, 
shoot you. <laughs> um, so I'm gonna. <laughs> I'm gonna kill you. I'm gonna use my uh, shadow quill bow again. Seventeen. All right, that's, that's a hit. Yep. All right, another shadow Thanks, quill <laughs> arrow sinks into the creature. It leaves a little trail of like inky blackness behind it as it goes. The bow feels great. The bow feels super easy to use. Yeah. It's really light it's in the dark shadows pliable. around you. It's like soaking up the night. Like you feel good using it. Yeah, I I like this. I it responds Who's to my the other shadow. Bendy. Oh, somebody's got shadow armor. On. I've got the armor and the staff. Oh, holy crap! Yeah. Okay, yeah. Dragon yeah. shadow mage. Oh. He don't, um, so that does another thirteen um, uh, pierce I and like void. I like um, Look, I'm doing it, guys. Wow. Well struck, Miss. That is too many times today. Too many <laughs> it's times. Never enough I'm contributing time. to a fight. <laughs> well <laughs> struck, Martin. About time. Oh, no. Set I'll, that one up I'll for ag- another one-two punch. Huzzah. <laughs> I feel like Zenitor would encourage him to. Yeah. Great shot, Martin. <laughs> All right, Lavalian. All right, I'll go after the other one okay. with my Silver Crescent kick. All right, so... Uh, Crossing the distance gracefully with a flutter of wings and white plumage, and then leaping up into the air, spinning, and then unleashing a razor-sharp toe towards the edge of uh, yep. the creature. The blade of your foot goes right through its middle. I cross more than three spaces, so yep, I get so a get plus five. five. Damage is 14. Slash. Okay. And then any italicized keywords is silver, right? I'm sil- It's silver. All right. So, 19, so 29 damage. All right, she spins and kicks the uh, blade of her foot through it. And there again, there's a horrible, like, allergic reaction to silver um, that spreads quickly through the creature's body, sending it, like, back away from you, foaming at the mouth. But I thought we were best friends. Never. All right. Uh, Did you really? No. No, they're, they're horrible liars. Kill them, Zen. Which one of those two that they just hit looks more hurt to me? Um, the one that Lavaline kicked has 29 damage on it, and the arrow shot did 18. All right, I'm going to see if I can't finish off the one that Lavaline hit with Arcane Missile. I would like that very much. Uh, I'll play the control cost. All right, it's Zenitor un- chants and puts energy carefully into managing the spell so that it doesn't go too awry. It's unerring. Oh, jeez. I rolled mutiny. I rolled the one. Oh, so I, why but, is this happening but, to us? But I paid the control cost, so it gets to go up to oh. Carpal Tunnel. The finger work to conjure so many missiles cramps your hands. You lose five them. Aren't you glad that didn't <laughs> go the other way? Otherwise, otherwise he starts spraying magic missiles all over, and they hit friends, oh, too. Jesus. So Dad, my wrist. So again, because you focused and gave that extra animal towards controlling the spell, when it bucks, it's basically like putting extra effort into controlling, like, a wily mount, like if it suddenly bucks, you were like ready for it. Alright, um, and so it's nine missiles, that's my intellect, two damage per missile, so eighteen damage, energy damage. Alright, so the creature is basically dead on its feet, staggering around. It looks like it's gonna be able to hold on for just one more attack when a flick of movement and a cat leaps oh, up, good. slices its throat <laughs> open, and sends it tumbling down to the ground. Um, and then I've got a um that was a complex aggressive action, so yep. um, I've got. I'll use my defensive action to assist Martin. Because right. you're the only one with someone left, right? Yep. Okay. Um, okay, Captain and Doderfell give another one two punch for 35 damage to oh. the uh, the one with the arrow in it. 
um, Doderfell actually clubs the arrow further in, like he's driving <laughs> a rail, like a rail spike, and the creature totters away, and Captain Dark leaps up in the air and, and takes its head off of its shoulders with a Kah! and the cats find one more um, that's trying to get into the back door of of the blacksmith's house, and you can hear like a violent fight um, going on between a bunch of the cats and this last one. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Thank you. Thank you for the sound effect. My voice is sore after a long recording day, so probably best if I don't do it myself. Um, so you hear this fighting going on, and you run around the back of the house and find this thing covered in four cats, and then a fifth joins in. The creature is, like, sizzling and popping with this pile of cats all over it, and the creature gets its fingers around one and just twists like and wrings it out like a sponge Bastard. dropping it onto the ground next to it and then flails wildly and the woman the cat lady who is with them like blows a small whistle and all of the cats leap off of it at the same time and at the same moment she throws a jar of that silver phosphate and hits it right in the midsection and the thing goes up like a like a blazing blue tiki torch and before you know it, it's just a pile of ashes on the ground. And she hurries over. Emerald Jane, are you okay? Oh, oh, it's bad. All her organs are out. Oh, oh, I'm sorry, sweets. I'm sorry. And the cat is going and slowly starting to fill back up. And the organs are pulling back oh, inside of its body. Oh, assists, but we're good. One of its, oh, its organs are going, back, are going back inside of its body. And it's starting to swell back up again. Oh, I'm sorry, Jane. That's another one down. She says, and she makes a little chalk mark on uh, this little black tab, like little tablet on its on its choker, and she's now you know five out of nine. Good girl, good girl. Lots of fish tonight. I'm starting to get a grip on things. I'm almost totally detached from the flesh. I have to learn to accept that. I can't tell you the strain I've put into trying to move his hands to action. Willed them with all my might to wrap around that bird bitch's throat or to peel that loser wizard's head off of his shoulders. I thought I almost had it once. Everyone was asleep, even Martin. I had spent several hours just to get his toe to twitch, and then... Success! In a rush! I had a foot down on the floor, and then his other, and I couldn't believe it. In a single fluid motion, rolled up to his feet from what felt like a million miles away, I pulled strings and I couldn't see... Like the world's least impressive marionette, he strutted over the wooden floor to that big dumb troll where he was sleeping, sucking his thumb. Don't let his stupid baby talk fool you. By four, most longhorn trolls have kids of their own and have sacked a dozen other troll dens and half as many mountain villages. That thing is... As big of a liar as I am, but still, they love it already. I, I focused harder than I ever had. Martin's fingers could become so sharp so easily. His blood, I could synthesize it to a poison so virulent, the big oaf would never wake up. <laughs> They'd find out in the morning and look with a look of surprise in his eyes. And Martin, 
Martin would be so sad. And maybe through the pain I could get more control. If only I could hurt him. Well, imagine how stupid I felt when Martin giggled in his sleep and then marched out of the bedroom for a sleepwalk pee in the water closet. I honestly don't think I was in control even a little bit. I was deluding myself. So after that, I took stock. If I couldn't move the body, if I was totally cut off from the outside, what about the inside? It came to me in a moment of brilliance. Which I have fairly frequently, of course. I turned my attention to the weird inky blackness around me and tried to shape that the way I had spent lifetime shaping flesh and bones. And wouldn't you know it, pay dirt. I've been making myself something special in here. A place like I always wanted. A dark sort of playground. A carnival on the edge of experience deep down in the inky plaque of his mind. And I have to say, you're really gonna like what I've done with the place. A big top, red and black and red and black, tall as a castle's keep, ringed in glittering lights. I made a courtyard of skinny trees where you can sit and eat the most succulent delicacies. Tangles of razor-sharp heat like abstract sculptures in every corner. Attractions of swinging bladed pendulums. Rooms full of falling wet red hearts. At first it was something just to pass the time. Then it was a passion project. I was making it just for me, somewhere where I could at least feel at home. If I was going to be trapped inside this embarrassing shell, but then the strangest thing happened. They started coming. They started to arrive out of the dark. I I don't know from where they started to just show up. They would wander in, find a dark, nasty corner or a blood-slick stage, and they would just move right in. Some started performing, cutting and tearing and puking and screaming and laughing. They're all so very talented. The blockhead who puts everything into his act. The bearded lady ready to give you everything you ever wanted and so much more than you bargained for. The twisted twins that can make me, even me, sick with their sheer artistry. The high flyers, so inventive, so slick. I've grown to really admire them as fellow, dare I say, artisans? And you'll never believe the best part. I think I found something important the other day while I was heading back from the burning oracle's tent. She did say that something important was on its way to me. I mean, I think that's what she said. It's always hard to tell what her prophecies mean inside all that screaming, but if that's what she said, I think she was right. Poking up between inky black cobblestones between two skin trees in the food court was a little white root. And when I pinched it in my fingers, I could feel them. Feel the whole bunch of them. In another internal place somewhere. Some other dream. But I think, with a little bit of craft and gentle coaxing, I 
just might be able to find a way through. I just might be able to send them an invitation. And then... Well, after all this time, we can finally have our grand opening. I don't know if I'll ever get out of this joke of a prison, but I'm going to put on a hell of a show. I'll show them some shit they'll never forget. You know what? Maybe I am a joke after all. A bloody scary joke. So... I'll call this place a circus. (laughs) Step right up. Come one, come all. On the inside, on the inside, you're gonna see it all. Step right up. Right up. Thanks for listening to Could Have Been Heroes, production and editing by Aaron Schoenrock, theme song by Bo Hoover, and cover art by me, Robert Knudsen. Could Have Been Heroes is an entirely independent podcast, so if you like the show, please subscribe and review. For exclusive content and hands-on Faritol access, head to patreon.com forward slash cbhpod. Tune in next week for more adventures, and don't forget to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at cbhpod. And check out our website, couldhavebeenheroes.squarespace.com.